Your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you enjoy this episode and want to stay tuned for the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so is always free and ensures you never miss another episode. This episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. On tonight's episode, as promised, we are welcoming a very special guest from JJDTV, Josh Deming. He is both an Ottawa Senators and a Borussia Dortmund fan, which is a nice transition between hockey and football. And we're going to be catching up with him a bit, checking in on how the Suns are doing, how he's feeling about their season, and some of the natural crossing points between football and hockey. So without further ado, let's get into it. For this episode, I thought it would be super cool to ask Josh, because he's actually a hockey fan like we all are. Um, And Josh, you're a Suns fan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is uh, Josh, and I'm Canadian. So like you alluded to, most Canadians do enjoy hockey, so I do as well. I uh, played hockey my entire life. I also played soccer slash football. I'm not sure what your viewers prefer. I get ripped on when I when I say soccer. So whether you soccer or hockey, or hockey soccer or uh, or football, um, I played them both. I love them both, and uh, I had an obsession with Bruce Dortmund as as your guys' host here did. But I also had an obsession with Ottawa growing up. And being an Ottawa fan, living somewhere close to Toronto, has not always been uh, been easy for myself. But it's been pretty fun, and uh, I'm excited to come on here today and talk about it. We are excited to have you on. So you, you kind of alluded to a little bit, at least part of the first question. What made you become a Suns fan um, other than maybe living around Ottawa or was that the primary driver? Um, it's, it's actually a pretty funny story. Uh, so like my family honestly has, has just no sporting knowledge whatsoever when it comes to no offense, mom and dad, but you don't for, uh, for hockey or soccer. So the only real <laughs> indication I had of someone telling me kind of who to cheer for was my grandpa. My grandpa was a big, big Bobby Orr fan, so he naturally loved the Bruins, and he loved them till the day he passed away. And the first bit of information I remember ever getting told about hockey was, was my grandpa came out to me and he said, Josh, listen, I, I don't care if you cheer for the Bruins or not. I really don't. But you have to promise me one thing. You have to promise me you'll never be a Leafs fan. So that was back in 2004, and those famous words when we, they were in the playoffs, it was Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Ottawa Senators. We all gathered at my parents' house, a lot of friends. The kids were over playing mini sticks naturally. And I remember going in the middle of the room after Ottawa won, and I said, the Leafs suck. And everyone looked at me and was like, what? Like, who? Like Brad, Kelly, what did you do in raising this kid to be not be a Leafs fan? I was like, well, who's your team? And I looked at the, uh, the TV and I'm like, well, Ottawa is. And then that was my weird little discovery of the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> we all have our uh, occasionally have our, our crazy happenstance encounters with a sports team and some days you just pick it up so, and so you've been a fan for you said you started in like 2004 was it yeah I would have 
been eight at the time when I really started. I was like, that was like the deciding factor was when I, as soon as I said I was a Senators fan and simply from looking at the TV and that's who Toronto was playing. And I've been a diehard fan ever since. So you, you've, you've gotten to see a lot of different parts of the franchise over the past decade and a half. And of course, there have been some ups and downs. Um, recently, I know the Sens have been going through some rough patches. Every time they play Winnipeg, it's a bit of an experience. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> aside from aside from some of the, the struggles, what do you think of their, their current season? And, and how do you view this team's situation? Do you think they're looking okay? Or, or are things this year kind of like a little bit of a mixed bag? It's kind of hard to, to really tell because, like, obviously, like you said, being a Senators fan, I've seen a lot of beautiful, beautiful seasons, a lot of very strong teams when I first start, started them. And then you slowly started to see them decrease and then and then kind of bounce back here and there. And then there was obviously the season where they almost made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, one goal away. Thanks a lot, Chris Kunitz. But it was, uh, it was a magical season, that one, because I just didn't think they were honestly that talented of a team. They really shouldn't have got as far as they did. But they were something special about it, and I, I was convinced if they would have scored that overtime winner, they would have won the cup that year. However, since that year, they've progressively gotten worse and worse and worse, and it's kind of hard. I've never really been through a like a full out rebuild where your team is is bottom of the table and the performances really indicate it. And I had a little optimism last season, was very disappointed, and then going into this season after not watching the Senators play in well over a year because of uh because of COVID I was really excited to watch them play and see what this young group of kids could do obviously getting Tim Stutzler was was pretty big and then to see them start I believe two 12 and one really kicked me where it hurt um but <laughs> I can since, imagine but yeah but since that they they've been coming up with better performances uh it's it's patience I've had a few of my my good buddies come up to me and say like the pieces are there man like you just gotta give it a little bit of time um you gotta rely you can't just go trigger trigger happy and, and get rid of a few maybe pieces that you may want to try to upgrade right now and give uh, DJ Smith a chance. And, and I was someone who's patient because I've been watching them suffer for a few years now, but it, it comes to a point where you think things need to get better sooner rather than later before DJ may be out the door. But uh, they're, I'd say they, they next season, they have to put up a push. They have to put up some type of push for the playoffs to show that they are moving in the right direction because in my opinion, this season is is honestly no better than the last. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, the Sens are kind of in, they're in a bit of a, a, a state of flux right now. I think there's been a lot with that team that's changed over and, and certainly some of the new stuff that's come out about the team past couple of seasons not been not been super ideal. So I could imagine that they are definitely looking for some bright spots. You know, from the current roster, we'll talk about some of like the future players later, but from like the veteran core do you have like any particular players that you're a big fan of that you've followed for a while? I think this cast is probably one of the least veteran heavy cores <laughs> that they've had in some time. It's like a lot of, a lot of teenagers basically, but you know, who, who's around that you would still care about? Uh, there's, there's two. And that's, that's a good, that's an interesting question. Cause I thought you would just immediately went to the young guns because that's pretty much what the centers are full of, but not counting like Thomas Shabbat. Cause I mean, he's as talented as he is. He is still relatively young, but um I mean, these veteran presences aren't like even in their 30s, but I think Nick Paul is a very interesting player to keep an eye on. Uh, I've watched his career since he was in the, honestly, in, in juniors and seeing him come up. And there was a point in his career where a lot of people didn't think he'd make it. And uh, he was bounced around a little bit, found a home in Ottawa. And I think every time I've watched him, he's just a workhorse. He he knows exactly where to be. He's a relatively good finisher, which is it's kind of surprising. He puts a puck in the back of the net. And uh, and it's just, he's just a lot of positivity. He's even got the... Uh, 
alternate captain on his jersey that he's been wearing a little bit this season because of a because the natural alternate captains are often healthy scratches. So you've seen him pick up a leadership role and and playing with some of the young guns, and it's been pretty cool to see his development. And I think he'll be a a key player uh, in the next few seasons if this team is to go anywhere. And another one is Connor Brown, uh, a Toronto native and a, a big Toronto fan growing up, but he made the jump over to Ottawa. And again, I wasn't a player. Uh, he wasn't a player. I wasn't sure he was going to quite make make that level, but he's just such a utility player. He's so good. He can play in the power play. He can play in the penalty kill. He's right now just tied a, the Senators franchise record with six goals in a row. If he scores in the next game, he breaks that record and he's he'll be the solo uh, Senators goal scoring streak record with seven. So he's a bright spot as well. And I think it's just having that little bit of versatility and being able to put in certain rules and, and no matter where he is down the lineup, I've seen him pretty much start from the first line to the last to the fourth line. And he's always put in a good shift. You know, it's super funny before we talk a little bit about your Borussia Dortmund fandom. It's funny you brought up Nick Paul because that guy has always stood out to me. Like I, this year, I kind of categorize the sense of as playing with like a very big sense of optimistic desperation. Like they put in like hard work every single shift. And I felt like Paul kind of exemplified that. And one of my buddies is actually a huge fan of his. Um, I don't know if he's followed him as long as you have. I think he's probably past few years, mostly when he was bouncing around in the minors. But like, I was kind of in the same boat that you were. I'd heard of his name and I'm like, this guy has two first names. I don't know if that means he's actually going to make the NHL or not. But um, it's really been interesting to see him kind of develop his skill sets because he used to be somebody who was kind of like a little bit more meat and potatoes, but now he's turned meat and potatoes into something effective, which I thought was a really nice change. And yeah, he, he that dude, I think he's scored against the Jets already. Um, or at least if he, if he hasn't, he was very close to. And he was like constantly one of the most dangerous players against the Jets, which is always like, you know, maybe Winnipeg, you probably <laughs> got to sharpen up a little bit when he's on the ice. But yeah, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, when you say meat and potatoes, that, I mean, to me, he just always looked like a very unorthodox looking player. I mean, he, he's very, he's built big, low, not, doesn't have a low center of gravity. And I always thought he'd be a third, fourth line guy who would be basically on the checking line. Um, but he's got surprisingly good hands, good shot. And his, uh, his IQ out there is fantastic, which is why you've seen him get plugged into situations where he's playing first line and second line minutes. And it's, uh, it is, it's very impressive to see. And, and like I said, I was very happy to see him go out there with an alternate captain. I mean, to, to me, it just it speaks volumes that with the young team, he's going in there with a leadership role and is just really involving his game. And Ottawa is clearly like an organization, even though they're not competing for playoffs, but it's an opportunity for him to really take his game to the next level. Yeah, for sure. And, and honestly, speaking of like sports teams that are now, you know, looking for leadership and stuff, you know, up next, we're actually going to talk about your other favorite team, which is right now very much seeking major leadership. I think it's been a bit of a complicated process. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the intersection of Borussia Dortmund and the Ottawa Senators, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, and hockey. Bit of a strange one, but in just a moment, we'll hear from Josh about why he's kind of fallen into these two sports aside from playing it, and if he sees any particular crossover between both sports fandoms. Before we go any further, I did want to tell you a little bit about why BetOnline.ag needs to be your one-stop shop for all your online betting needs. When it comes to the wild, wild west of online betting, you need to know that there's a name you can trust and that's reliable, safe, and convenient. That's why you need look no further than BetOnline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, international soccer, NHL, and so many other fantastic sports are all in full swing. Not into sports? No problem. BetOnline also has your back with awards, TV shows, and reality TV coverage, featuring real-time updated odds and props in almost anything you can imagine. 
Whether you want to place a bet on the next Stanley Cup champion, or who you think is getting the boot off of your favorite reality TV show next, BetOnline is also your best source for all the news, scores, and odds you need to make the most informed bets every single time. It's super convenient, and it's very easy to sign up. Register for your free account at betonline.ag on either your desktop or your mobile device, and when you register, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Before we carry on, I did want to let you know about a really cool special that we have upcoming. Be sure to tune in to the NHL Live Trade Deadline Show this coming Monday, April 12th at noon Eastern. You can find the show at Locked On Live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and the Odyssey app. It's the only place to get in-the-moment reactions and analysis to the biggest NHL trade deadline moves from local experts covering their teams. Follow at Locked On Live today to watch the Locked On NHL Live Trade Deadline Show. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast. We have welcomed Josh from JJDTV, uh, which is a Borussia Dortmund fan-supporting social media content group, and they have some great stuff. We've been talking a lot about his hockey fandom, though. You know, Borussia Dortmund, of course, is a big football team, but we're very much interested in, in hockey. And so, Josh, could you tell us a little bit about what made you support Borussia Dortmund? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably the number one question I get when I'm on, on stream and just in, in general. Um, when I'm over on Brucey Dortmund's Twitch, I, I get it constantly. People are like, hey, you're not German. It's like, you're, you got me. You got me there. But uh, they ask, like, what, what made you follow this team? And, and honestly, I just the, the answer is just kind of a fluke. It just uh, I was playing video games, FIFA, as, as pretty much as early as I can remember, 2006. If you remember that uh, good old uh, PlayStation 2 video game, I uh, knew my background was German. So when I was trying to pick a career mode, I naturally went over to the, the German league because my, I knew my, my dad's side was from Germany. So I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Then I'll pick a team from like my background. And I just love the logo of Bruce e. Dorman. I thought the color was pretty cool, but it worked pretty well. Uh, and then started uh, my career mode, did well, won it, not going to lie. But then we uh, rolled on a couple seasons and I actually kind of downloaded apps and, and was using the internet to actually kind of follow the team a little bit more in depth and then figured out ways to access games. And then that's kind of where the Jurgen Klopp era was and just naturally just fell in love with that team, that the passion the coaches had, the players had, the stadium. And I remember it being... I want to say it's like 2009, 2010, watching the games being like, that is where I'm going to go one day. I'm going to go to a game live as soon as I possibly can. And I've followed them ever since, so much so that uh, we started a YouTube channel on them. It's funny you say, like, you kind of fell into them a little bit because I had a similar experience. Like, I, I once saw their jersey, and I remember actually think it was like FIFA, was it 17 that had Royce on the cover? Yeah. It's funny, like, I always just identified Dortmund by Royce first and foremost, he was like <laughs> the face of the team that I recognized immediately. Um, and they, they also happened to be really good at football. So I, I felt like a club that was built on really good ethics and morals and, and had a really sharp color scheme. And aside from the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I don't like that association <laughs> as much, but um, certainly as far as like the football is concerned, at least the, the European football is concerned, very attractive team, but you know, you've had a, a chance to kind of play, play football slash soccer and hockey you know, when you're thinking about this, do you see like a natural crossover of, of, of these, these two worlds and these two fandoms? I mean, if we're, uh, if we're looking directly at the, like the sports themselves and not me playing them, because me, like I grew up in Canada um, and it's no, like, there's no question about it. Hockey's 10 times bigger than, than soccer ever was here. I played a uh, hockey relatively at a competitive level as I played a little bit junior, junior C, which is, um, I'm not sure 
how the EP, I'm sure a lot of you guys would probably understand what junior C is. So it's decent hockey. And then I played uh, soccer at the college level. So it, it just in terms of people who honestly, like in my small area, I come from a very, very small town. It's just, it's all hockey. It's all it is. I had no one ever to talk soccer with, and there was not a lot of talented soccer players around this area whatsoever. So just in, in that kind of term, I guess, I mean, growing up, hockey was just in, especially in small towns, it's just 10 times bigger than soccer could ever be. But speaking on more of a global level and taking a look at uh, what it's like following the Ottawa Senators versus following Bruce Dortmund, uh, it's, it, I always kind of th- think back and think I, I missed out because I just, I think the culture of following a football club is just 10 times more intense than it is um, following a hockey club. And, and I've been to, like, I've been to a lot of different games, not just specifically of, of the Senators, because I went to a Pittsburgh Penguins playoff game a few times and, and that arena is electric as well. And there are some, like, there's a fantastic culture, but it's kind of almost like uh, when, when you leave, at least I found when with Ottawa, when you leave the arena, uh, it's just, it's kind of over. That is what it is, but, but with football fans and not just Brucey Dorman, just, just everyone, it's, it's what they live for. It's what they breathe for. It's what they die for. And, and if you lose one, nothing midweek, you're, you're, you're pissed till, until the next midweek comes up. And I just always felt like it'd be cool to, to experience it, which is why I always had number one on my bucket list was to go to Europe and basically go hopping country to country to, to check out what the culture was like. And after doing that, I can tell you it's, it's something else and it's drastically different to hockey in my opinion. Uh, so did you, did you go to Dortmund for a match or did you go somewhere else? So I, uh, I did, I, I went to, my first match was in Wembley and we went to see England play Spain in the nation's league, which was incredible when Wembley is beautiful. Uh, we also went to Barcelona to watch uh, Barcelona take on Girona. But before that, the midway stop uh, was Bruce Dortmund. And we went to uh, Signal Duna Park where we watched Bruce Dortmund take on Frankfurt in the 2018-19 season, the one where we, you know, almost won the title. And it was unbelievable. Even like I went to three fantastic stadiums. Camp, Camp New is, is fantastic, obviously. So is Wembley, two very historic and fantastic places to be in. But they were nothing compared to Dortmund it was absolutely insane people were jumping up and down for the entirety of the game uh, walking down towards the stadium you saw hundreds of thousands of people all yellow everywhere it's the only thing you could see and then going in there and seeing them score three goals was just a treat so yeah I mean like I, I say it all the time on on stream and to anyone who's a football fan in general it's just to go because there's there's hundreds of, of fantastic fantastic stadiums all across Europe but if you're a Dortmund fan you get the opportunity I promise you it'll be one of the coolest things you ever do yeah, I've, I've had the chance to go to a, one Champions League match against Spurs, which we won't talk about how that ended. But um, <laughs> the other match I got to see was actually our, our opponent this weekend was uh, Stuttgart back when Stuttgart was, you know, a little bit less than stellar. I think that was actually last se- or the 17-18 the season um, when, you know, the first year under, I think that was the first year under Favre. Or was that? Yeah, that was pretty sure. Yeah, 18-19 eight, eight, was the first one under Favre. I was 18. I did the season numbers have started to blur together now that we have like a weird scheduling <laughs> change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was like a magical experience. And I think a lot of people from Winnipeg actually would, would kind of empathize with that because, you know, MTS center is often thought of as like one of the loudest stadiums in, in, in hockey, one of the biggest, most raucous rinks around, but really recently, not, not as much, um, not, not too many <laughs> reasons to get like super excited about Jets hockey, uh, despite making the postseason, but, obviously these, uh, these atmospheres are, are super big. Um, and, and kind of thinking about those things in just a moment, we'll talk a little bit about where you kind of see the sense going in a few years. And if you think 
maybe the Sens are going to be the ones to like this modern in, incarnation are going to be the one to bring fans back in and, and if they're going to be super exciting. Before we get ahead of ourselves, I did want to tell you a little bit about why Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. For those of you who are longtime listeners of this podcast, by now you know that I'm personally a very big fan of the Built Bar. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it's got amazing flavors like coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, mint brownie, toffee almond, and orange, just to name a few of the original 12. They're all fabulous, but if you want to try a sampling of the first couple of flavors, I'd highly recommend starting with raspberry and mint brownie first. That is, of course, unless the six brand new flavors don't catch your eye first. These include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I've tried all of these flavors, and they are freaking fantastic. But as good as these taste, they're even better for you, with most Bilt Bars clocking in at around 200 calories or less, between 50 to 19 grams of protein, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, so they're perfect for keto diets as well as weight loss and weight maintenance programs. Place your order today at BiltBar.com, and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout to receive 15% off your next order. Welcome back to this uh, closing segment of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are here with Josh from JJD TV. Um, he is both a Borussia Dortmund fan, a content creator, and an Ottawa Senators fan, which is a super fun mix. We've talked a little bit about some of the crossover of, of the experience of being a hockey, both player and fan, as well as a soccer and you know player and fan. But it's also time to think about the future. Josh, where do you see the Sens going in a few years? Well, I'm hoping in the right direction. It's it's what every Senators fan has been has been hearing now since pretty much they decided to uh, to blow up the team after that uh, semifinal appearance where we uh, obviously then the next season didn't go quite our way. We shifted a lot of pieces, got a lot of moving parts. And the first thing you heard is it's going to take time. And it's been a few painful, painful seasons. I don't ever remember being this excited to go sit down and watch a game and then five minutes in be down three nothing being like, okay, still got a good two and a half period to get through. And it's, it's a pretty consistent thing throughout the majority of this season, but you do see a lot of, uh, a lot of improvements and you can see some really good pieces there. Stutzla is one I, I mentioned. Shabbat's fantastic. We do have goaltending. If Marie can kind of figure out how to get a run of form going and kind of getting back to what, uh, what got him two Stanley cup rings. I, I'd hope within the next two seasons, I mean, at, at least they got to compete. They got to show that they're at least in the right direction next year, whether they make the playoffs or not, I think they have to at least be on the bubble and then the season after that, they absolutely have to be a playoff team. And if they're not at that point, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of reassessing to do. And kind of thinking about, you know, you've alluded to some of these young players. Which which of these kids are you most excited about? Because there's actually a, a pretty good selection to choose from. I think people tend to underrate just how much talent Ottawa has acquired over the years. But maybe some of the names are, are going to go under the radar. Who for you is like the, you know, the, the set of maybe three, four players that you're really excited about? Okay, I'll try to go in order. Uh, th- three right off the bat are pretty easy, and, and I mean, it, it's I'm gonna try not to give the obvious answers of Shabbat and Kachuk because I mean, clearly they're, they're already leaders on this team. Both of them were the the alternate captain. They're they're I know that they're very young, but this is a young team. But they they are veteran presences. They they are, and I know that sounds crazy to say because they're so new to the NHL, but it's it's the fact. So I think they're gonna keep getting better, obviously. But I think the next three players I'm gonna touch on are gonna be ones that I think the potential is, is enormous. Cause I think Shabbat's a pretty well-rounded player. I think he's going to get better as, as is Kachuk, but you kind of know what they're going to be about. And they're just going to gradually add to their game where these three players could kind of go anywhere and they could just, I think there's a huge gap that they could potentially reach. And the first one I'm going to touch on is Tim Sutza. 
I think that he's just a fantastic player. I know he's been on the ice the last uh, few games where he hasn't quite been able to put the puck in the back of the net and, and the passes haven't quite been on, but if, if you see what he's doing and, and you know where his mind is at, he's looking to make the right pass. He's looking to do the right thing. It's just not quite fit, fitting right now, but you could tell that there's an absolute player in there. And I, I think that he's going to have a huge, huge career. And I think he's just going to keep getting better and better because you've seen moments of magic already in his very, very early first season here. And I think just with the time and working with some of those veteran presence the next two, three seasons, he can become a dominant force in NHL. And the other two, I, I can say similar things for. I think that Stutzel's got the greatest potential, in my opinion, on the Senators. But I think Josh Norris is another good one. He's one who went through the ranks. He was in the AHL with Belleville, had a fantastic season. I think he had 61 points before the uh, COVID kind of shut that down. And then he made the jump to the Senators this year, and he was immediately the first-line center. And again, you've seen a lot of a lot of good moments, a lot of good things coming from him. Uh, there's still a little bit, obviously, he needs to work on to to get his game to that next level. But I think he'll be a first, if not second line center uh, for the majority of his, his young career. And uh, the last one is Drake Batherson, which probably isn't a surprise. If anyone's kind of followed the centers, he's had a really good breakout season this year. He, again, with Connor Brown, tied the uh, Senators franchise record with six goals in uh, six consecutive matches. And yeah, it, he's just, he's a great shooter. He's, he's got, the thing I like most about him is, is his passing actually. And, obviously touching on his goals, but if you watch him, especially playing in the power play, you see the looks that he has and those, those cross seam type passes are just incredible. And, and a lot, not a lot of young players have the confidence to kind of go through, through those passes and see, see what they can do. And Batherson's absolutely someone who has been doing that. And I think he's going to keep getting better and better and better and will be a very important person on the wing for this Ottawa centers team. Yeah. I, I kind of thought Batherson would probably make the list just because, you know, I've seen Drake and he, continually just seems like a really versatile offensive threat and somebody who just you you always look for players even if they don't always have like the world's highest end tool sets they get it they know where they need to be their positioning's good um but i always was really impressed with how good he was executing and josh norris i thought was a really interesting mention because i remember when he was like a prospect for i think it was the sharks um and i think he came over during the the carlson trade was it um and norris i always felt like was one of those guys who could be like a bubble player of being like pretty decent, but maybe not the next level kind of guy that you were looking for. But thus far from Ottawa's perspective, I feel like they have to be pretty thrilled with his progress. He seems like he's starting to tick off the right boxes. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. And, and he's someone who I honestly wasn't expecting when I was looking at the the lineup. I knew Formington and, and Batherson were two that I, I assumed was going to have a breakout season this year. I thought they'd get a little bit of minutes. Formington, not so much. You saw him in recent weeks being able to come up, but Batherson, absolutely. I knew Stutzel was going to get a shot. He clearly had to. You saw the, the potential, but I, I know Norris did so well in the AHL, but I still didn't think he was going to be able to make that jump from, from AHL first line caliber to NHL first line caliber. I thought he would be more of a Formington this year and, and kind of getting pulled up here and there to introduce him because he only played three NHL games for senators before the start of this season so i thought it was a, a, a genius move from dj smith to, to kind of bring him up and toss him in that role and, and he got rewarded for it with some fantastic progression of the player as well as some good performances yep there are certainly signs for optimism for sense fans heading forward with some of these young players for today's episode that will probably just about wrap us up we've gotten some really great insights on the worlds of hockey and, and football coming together josh you know you've got your your great youtube channel you've been doing some like really big international uh, watch-alongs for 
Borussia Dortmund's Twitch stream. Do you want to tell us about any great things you've got coming up as well as your social media channels where folks can find you? Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to go to YouTube, it's uh, JJD TV. We're also on Twitter and Instagram as well as you can find that in our description on, on YouTube and some of our other platforms as well. But yeah, it's been quite the journey. Uh, didn't know exactly what to, uh, to think when I went into to doing this and, and uh, being a, a COVID kind of boredom kind of went in and I went to a buddy of mine and said, Hey, do you want to, uh, cause he's a fantastic with the technical kind of things. I'm like, you want to give me a hand? I'm looking at making a YouTube channel on, on my favorite club. I don't see a lot of content out there and I would love to see if there's, if there's fans kind of like me all around the world. Plus I just have no one to talk to. Cause like I said, I'm from a very small town in Canada and yeah, <laughs> people knew what I was doing around here. They'd be, they'd be absolutely amazed. So we created the channel and it's been fantastic and we've done interviews now with Paul Lambert, who was a 1997 Champions League winner for Bruce Dortmund. And of course uh, we do some work with Omaiello over on their Twitch and we're the official international Twitch streamers for Bruce Dortmund as well. So it's been, it's been fantastic. And the, the, the response we've had and, and the positive feeds and that just everything has been so incredible. And it's the reason that we keep going and we keep hoping to, to keep pushing on. And hopefully the one day this could be a, kind of a, a full-time thing and uh, I think the signs are there and and we've met some amazing people along the way including uh your guys's host for today who uh who uh, was nice enough to invite me on and it's been just yeah it's been a fantastic journey and we're hoping to keep uh keep growing so if you guys enjoy listening to a Canadian talk about soccer I mean if you guys want to come subscribe we definitely appreciate it thanks so much we really appreciate you joining us folks be sure to check out all of his content he's got tons of great stuff really good match breakdowns previews player interviews Find those on his YouTube channel. For now, that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Josh, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you. Not a problem, man. I really appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. I haven't talked like specific hockey in a while since the channel, so it was pretty cool to come on here and kind of break down a little bit of the center stuff. So I really appreciate you having me on. Folks, before you log off, be sure to check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long, dynasty, and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite shows. And as always, thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!